One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Tamara Thomas, editor in chief of UrbanHealthToday.com, part of the Dockwire family of medical news sites. And I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Tamara Thomas and welcome to Urban Health Weekly where we talk about medical news and health topics that matter to you. I'm here with Jackie and Lou. How are you guys? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? I'm okay. How about you, Lou? I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. We got so much news today that I'm I know like we're, we, we have to talk about this baby formula shortage thing. I know it's on everyone's minds and there's not a lot of reliable information out there necessarily. So we're going to get into that in a second. But I have to tell you first about yeah. what happened. So, you know, I was supposed to have um, the biopsies. Yes. Okay. So long story short, I did not have either of the biopsies. So what happened? What? Yeah, no, neither of them. So I was supposed to have two, I was supposed to have an MRI one, and then I was supposed to have an ultrasound one, both on the same booby. Well, what happened was I had been talking back and forth with, um, with the radiologist. Now she is not the radiologist that was actually gonna be performing the, the procedures, the biopsy. I didn't know that, but she's the one that called oh. me And she's the one that's been coordinating this with the pharmacy and the, you know, and the, the whole email thread with the doctors and all this other stuff. So the, 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 the radiologist who's actually gonna be performing the procedures, she calls me, well, first of all, get this, I'm in the store. She didn't call me herself directly. She had somebody call me. And okay. somebody, you know, wanted to talk to me because I, I'm sensitive to lidocaine. So that was another issue that we had talked about. Okay. So um, they wanted, you know, they were trying to figure out how to blunt the effects of the lidocaine for me um, since, you know, I, I definitely have a sensitivity, swelling and all that other stuff. Okay. So she wanted to talk to me. Um, I'm in the store with a mask on, I've got the grocery basket and, the, and the, the, in one hand, and I've literally got groceries in my other hand. And I picked up the phone because I saw it was the hospital center. She wanted to talk to me right then and there. I said, well, can you call me back in 15 minutes because I'm in the supermarket? So she's like, well, no, I can't really, I've got stuff to do. And I said, well, wait a minute. I, I'm literally in a supermarket, my hands are full. I'm suffocating with this mask on. I can't talk to you right this second. You guys have had weeks to call me about this. You call me now and you can't call me back in 15 minutes? Well, no, well then, well, in that case, I'll just call you tomorrow. Tomorrow's a procedure. So, so it's too late to talk then. <laughs> so I call back when I get to the car and I get the doctor. And she's, she uh, explains to me that she doesn't feel comfortable doing both of them in light of my um, lidocaine sensitivity. She doesn't feel comfortable giving me that much lidocaine in the same day. So okay. she canceled one of them. Okay, okay. fine. I had already pre-registered for it, but okay, fine. I didn't pay because I learned my lesson from a previous experience with them of paying in advance, you know, paying the copay. So I don't do that anymore. Okay. Um, so now I get there. In the morning, 
um, I took the Benadryl and all this other stuff because she recommended the, mm -hmm. the plan was I'll take a Benadryl to blunt the, the effects of the lidocaine so that okay. I can do the procedure without having like a huge amount of swelling, yada, yada. Okay, so then she wants, remember I said that I don't want to do the clip? Yes. So. And you put a lot of thought and research into yeah. not doing a clip. So she does this entire presentation for why she believes that I should do a clip. She's like, well, I want you to make an informed decision. I said, well, I think I am, but you know, please proceed. So she gets into this whole thing about why she feels that I should do a, um, a clip. And basically she has this whole long explanation that they, they may never, if it's cancer, they may never find it again. And this whole, you, so I said, well, A, you don't know what's gonna happen to me. It may not be in the right position after you put it in. Right. Um, you don't know what, if it's going to, if I'm going to bleed, you don't know what's going to happen once I leave here. You don't, you know, so it, it may not necessarily be in the same position. I don't want to have this thing inside of me forever. Uh, I mean, the, the, everything I explained to her, she was like, well, yeah, it's a valid point, but, and I said, so you mean to tell me that there is, she's saying basically that the surgeon, um, would have to take a little more, um, tissue without the clip there than with the clip there so I said look if I have cancer that's like the least of my problems Take okay takes the extra tissue like I'm okay with that okay, <laughs> you know? like, okay. yes uh, I'm not worried about aesthetics at that point I'm worried about living right so um then she's you know so that's the point that she's making that she doesn't have confidence that without the clip that um they'd be able to find the cancer again. Because es essentially what's happening is they're talking about something that's like uh, uh, a half a, half a centimeter. Okay. It's, it's yeah, like five millimeters. And the corn needle okay. is bigger than what they'd be biopsying. So okay. I understand that as a possibility she may suck it out. Okay. okay. So that happens. Okay. So then, then I still don't need a clip. It still is not medically beneficial to me to have this clip. So she's explaining to me, well, um, you know, the, the surgeon um, needs it as guidance. If it's not in the same position, he's still flying blind. So that doesn't really, you know, make this sound necessary to me. So anyway, finally, after we're going back and forth, um, one thing she did correct me on, it's not that the, it's not that the clip disappears after 12 to 18 months, the gel coating on it disappears. So now that's another issue. And I have a history of alloy um, allergies. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen in a year or two if I have this thing in me. There are cases of women having allergic reactions to these things. I don't, I don't want it in me, period. So then she calls my, my breast on. My breast on tells her, I can't make her uh, do it and neither can you. And so she finally says, well, look, I have to live with myself. And I'm just not going to do this procedure. Um, I'm not going to do it if you don't want the clip. Wow. So I basically said, okay, well, so you basically just described to me why I shouldn't have confidence in your ability to take. Oh, did you say that? Yes, I did. Ooh. And an issue to that. And I said, look, you're the one telling me that you don't have confidence without this clip. They've been doing clips for maybe, I don't know, um, 10 years or something like that. This is, you know, women have been having cancer for 
decades. Okay? Right. So you mean to tell me, and I kept asking that, I'm like, you mean to tell me with all the measuring and all the notes and all of this information that if it was cancer, if a surgeon, a surgeon just would not be able to find anything, there's no plan for that. So look, bottom line is she decided she didn't want to do it. So she wasted my time. And I made it very clear to her. I said, look, I'm here to do this biopsy. I'm taking a lot of risks here because the, the, the core needle could, you know, make a mess in there. And if it's a cancer, it can spread it around. So I'm taking all kinds of risks, but I'm willing to go forward with this. I just don't want the clip. Anyway, she said, well, I have to be able to live with myself. And I don't feel that I'm putting you in danger because I'm not sure that this is a cancer. She said, I've seen enough of these that I can look at them and right away and tell that's a cancer. And with yours, I can't tell. Okay. So it wasn't a case where she's like, I'm pretty sure. I mean, she wouldn't be able to say it's not, but she's just saying she can't tell. So right. she feels like, oh. She can't say with certainty that it is cancer. And she historically is saying that <laughs> if it is a cancer, she's usually able to say with certainty, with certainty, that's a cancer. But with is, mine, ooh, is this a fear of malpractice issue? Is this like a legal issue that she's afraid of? I don't know. I think she's just used to doing it a certain way. Um, I also think that she hasn't had people tell her no in her life. And I think she did. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I think. I think she's just, you know, had a very lucky life where she's got, she's gotten a lot of yeses. Yes. And I think that she thought telling me that if I didn't do the clip that she wouldn't do it would push me since I'm sitting there in my gown to say like, oh, okay, I'll do it. So this, this is like, is this something they teach in like medical school to like convince the patient or like the whole process of the uh, doubtful patient? Is that what's going on? Like, no. Have you had that experience with a doctor telling you? I did. I did when I was in the surgical bay and I, um, the doctor came in um, and he, I was supposed to get a hysterectomy and the fallopian tubes. And he said, I really want to take the ovaries I just had a patient that came out of surgery and um, she had had uh, endometrial cancer. And then we did that surgery. And then when we came back a few years later, she's back and now she has ovarian. And I was already sedated in the hot, in the bay waiting for surgery. And, uh, and I felt like this pressure of life or death as I'm waiting to go in. And so I just felt like, you know, yeah. And I even said to him, don't you think we can biopsy the ovary instead? He goes, well, that's a thought. And then. No, it'd be more convenient for me if I can just. I mean, and, and I think also he was like, but you know, if we don't biopsy the right, it was, yeah, it was probably convenient. And I was so vulnerable at that point. And I just felt like, yeah, he was just like, come on, like you're interrupting the, this is what's best. And, you know, yeah. he's coming from the, uh, you know, he's coming from it's not a quality of life issue as far as he's concerned. It's about like, look, we're going to prevent this cancer. What's wrong with you? You know, like it's not. So, as it's, not, it's so obvious. Right. But also he did this, like he did this while I'm in the surgical bay and sedated, like what the fuck is that? And that what annoyed me is that all the calls and all, you know, she could have contacted me this entire time. We could have had this discussion over the phone. I didn't have to come in and then, 
the work. Yeah, that's like the 11th hour. That's what I'm feeling. Like this is bogus. I'm literally in the room in my gown with everything set up. I'm signing papers and everything. And yeah, they like, it's, it's, like a, it's like a, it's like an ambush of sorts. It, it is kind of an ambush when you think about it. Oh. And I said to her, I said, look, you know, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, I'm not, you know, that's how you feel. I'm here to get this done. I'm here. I'm doing my part to get this done. I want this done. I just don't want the clip. But because I wanted to make it very clear, I don't want her in front of the, you know, the, the rad assistant. I didn't want her to try. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Say, oh, patient doesn't want it. No, 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 no. Patient wants it. Patient just doesn't want clip. So she made her decision, and she's going to have to explain that in her notes at some point. Um, and I almost said to her, I want you to put it in writing that I want this done, that you didn't want to do it because I didn't want the clip. But I was standing there face to face with her at one point. I'm taller than her. I'm black. <laughs> I don't want to be standing over this little white woman pointing my finger like, I want this in the notes. <laughs> did, you, did you tap her chest with your finger? And then no, 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 no. <laughs> But we were alone in the room at the at the time when that happened. So I didn't want to do that because I didn't want her to try. Oh no! Like this, she this is she must be like, holy crap! Look at that. I wonder if your file is flagged. If like they've been like, look out for this patient. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a good. They, they'll probably never admit that to me. I, yeah, I don't think they can put that in writing. But I could just see that, like, wow. I had made a joke after she said she, she spoke to my, um, my, uh, the, the, the lead doctor, my breast on, and she's, she's like, oh, I spoke to her. And I said, let me guess. She said, that's Tamara for you, but. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you lightened the mood a little bit. Yeah. And she said, no, 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 that's not what she said. She said that, that you know, I can't, you know, make her do it and neither can you. So look, at, to me, if she doesn't want to do it, if she doesn't feel comfortable doing it, right. then he's not the person for me. And then, you know, she was trying to make it sound as if no radiologist in their right mind would do Uh, it as if like the buck stopped with her and she's like my last hope for civilization. But I just feel uh, like if she has such lack of confidence in her skills as a, um, a radiologist, 
to, to see me to completion. So then she switched course and she says, okay, well, so our other options are more surveillance. <laughs> okay. So she was like, I'm going to be mentally flexible. Here we go. More surveillance. Okay. Right. So that's when she starts coming up with all these other plans and stuff like that. So anyway, so now back to the drawing board. Where, where I talk to my breast oncologist next week and figure out, but as far as imaging, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to use them again. You know, wow. I, is there yeah. any chance that somebody else is going to uh, biopsy without clips? Well, she recommended. Oh, she, yes, she did recommend. Okay, she recommended that I go to another location. Okay, and she hinted that they might be more amenable, but you know she can't say that outright. But right. she hinted that they might be more amenable. Um, it's another, you know, um, of their locations, and it's not as far out. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got to see. I got to talk to the doctor and I got to see where I go. From wow. Here. Well, there goes that day. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. And, and however many weeks before you get anything done. Okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that was part three of like four parts. Cause I feel like the final part will be, they do the biopsy and then they tell me yay or nay. Right. Okay. This is wow. like third act. <laughs> act wow. Series. Oh, wow. <laughs> Of Tamara gets a biopsy. Oh yeah, <laughs> part two. <laughs> no, part trois. Uh, part trois. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so I just had to get that out. Lou, wow. you're really quiet. What's going on here? Oh, I I don't really have a lot to add. If you're gonna look at a silver lining in any story, which this one has very few silver linings, I, I would say that maybe a now, brass lining, maybe yeah, some some sort of. <laughs> worth a lot of money these days. Um, what I would say is that if anything, it's easier now for you to justify to insurance that uh, you can uh, do uh, enhanced screening. That's what your doctors are calling for. Oh, and then she tried to mammogram shame me. Oh, I mammograms, and I had to stop her in her tracks. And I said, look, my mother did mammograms religiously every year and she still ended up dying of metastatic breast cancer. I won't do wow. mammograms because I don't want my breast injured and irradiated. And then I got into, you know, our friend who had um, the radiation that basically accelerated her cancer. It went from one yeah. yearly to every six months to every three months to, uh-oh, now we've, we've got to stop because her cancer... Um, <laughs> response to radiation oh gosh you know like stop acting as if you know i get from from your perspective it makes your job easier it makes it more efficient it you've upset the schedule for the day it doesn't make my life easier right you're fighting for I'm your really quality of life and your medical care yeah exactly and, you know, the and, MRI, and mri sees everything it may not be your your preferred mode, but it's what I prefer because I don't want radiation. Period. I refuse it. I'm just not going to do it to my to my breast tissue. I'm just not going to do it. All right. Not with my history. The risk don't you know don't um, outweigh the benefits. Not for me. Yes. Yeah. And so, that was an educated choice that you've made. Yeah, tons of research and peer review studies, et cetera, et cetera. And I've discussed with my doctor, and my doctor is 
absolutely comfortable with that decision. Okay. Yeah, but that's a very good point that you made, Lou, about the um, the insurance uh, justifying to the insurance. Unfortunately, so, it all comes down to that is, is the justification. Oh, so true. The justification to the insurance that you can actually do something mm -hmm. and the whole pathway towards that. Yeah, I guess it's which would they rather pay for? Would they rather pay for what? What do you think is more expensive, the MRI or the biopsy? Ooh. Well, it's it's rad assisted, by the way. So one would have been an MRI assisted biopsy, and the other one is ultrasound assisted biopsy. So it's not just the biopsy. Yeah. It's uh, uh, I'm going to give you an answer to that. The, the, what they don't want to pay for is any in the life stuff. Those final two years, if this stuff ever went to, if this stuff was undiagnosed mm -hmm. and it would get to a stage three or a stage four, mm -hmm. that's not where they want to go. Right. Because 80 to 90% of all healthcare costs are in that last stage of life. Mm. The last two years. Uh, where people or, are trying to buy where, more where years. Where people are trying to buy. Now we're talking about fonts and stuff like that, doing right. all sorts of experimental stuff, yeah. doing 17 treatments at once. That's where, what they want to avoid. Mm. So it's in their best interest to do as much stuff up front not that it's going to prevent the cancer, right? But at least if it's if it's caught early enough, mm -hmm. it doesn't get into that uh, EOL or end of life, uh, right? Uh, type type of uh, type of scenario. Oh, okay. Uh, so insurance wants to avoid that at all costs because oh. you, you know it's it's not it's not good for them mm. uh, in terms of what those costs are. So one more one more MRI or one more you know difference between a mammogram and an MRI is inconsequential mm -hmm. that uh -huh. that said in the in the in the little nerd manual mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it does show up as that I'm new and let's see what happens as in that famous John Grisham movie uh, Rain but Man. I don't think in New York they can say no I think in New York, they Ooh. have to, if the physician says it, they have to pay for it. They, they can't. It. Yeah. And because Ooh. the physician said it. Yeah. Now, that's not the main physician. So, of course, you got to get your main physician. Right. To which I'm going to talk to her. But if your yeah. main physician says, let's do it and let's go on a three month regimen, guess what? What the physician says over overrules yeah. what the protocols yeah. are. And that's the, New York State law. Are. Oh, I don't think that's New Jersey. I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. Well, maybe for breast cancer, maybe. Yeah, I think for certain conditions, especially yeah. that if the if the if the doctor says so, it has to like there is no. There's no room for negotiation here. You that know. might be for, yeah, for certain things. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So for example, the insurance will say, well, we'll pay for one mammogram a year. But if your doctor, and I'm using mammogram now, if your mm -hmm. doctor says, I'd like an extra one mm -hmm. and prescribes it, and it's an oncologist, mm -hmm. they have to pay for that. Mm. Ah. Is a nationwide type of, um, you know, patient's right type of thing, I think. Is it? Okay. For the most part. For yeah. breast cancer? Yes, but you or know, for oncologists across the board. Yeah. Also, the answer is that different insurance. They, there are laws, but at the end of the day, there's also practices for insurance companies. Uh huh. So most reputable companies will pay for it. Uh huh. Uh, but again, again, I don't want to do any blanket statements right. because we do have fifty states. Yeah. And within each fifty states, there's ten to fifteen major insurance plans. Right. 
that are all different. So we really have 750 mm -hmm. different scenarios to answer the same question. Okay, Mr. Actuary. <laughs> no, I just did that. Oh, this is so helpful because I find the insurance industry a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is good. Right. Good so the regulations for each state is different. So that's 50. Okay. Now you got 10 major insurance companies to 15. So I use the 15 number. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to use 15 mm -hmm. times 50, mm -hmm. that means there's 750 different scenarios. Okay. Uh -huh. Condition. Got so it. me to say, yeah, it's going to get paid. I know for a fact, though, that in New York State, you, they, you could they have the, to pay. You could be in Nebraska right now and covered by Aetna. And that answer is completely different if mm -hmm. you're wow. in right now. Right. And you're covered by somebody else. It's not right. by MetLife. Right. So, and the ACA is different, and then Medicare is different, and which version of Medicaid you chose. Mm -hmm. Yes. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. But, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where it is now. It's Now it's, okay, well, what other options, you know, are we looking at? Because I'm not going to do this. Well, I'm not going to go back to her. I, you know, I don't think she meant me any harm. But I don't like playing. You, took, with you both took a stand, right? Well, I don't like playing a game of chicken with the physician. Right. Oh my gosh. You know, that was a like, game now of when, chicken. Now when my health is on the line, see, so that that you know that doesn't doesn't give me confidence to move forward with with a, a provider like that. Again, I don't think she had any ill intention. I think she just. You know, she took. She decided this was the hill she wanted to die on, and yeah, I let her. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time.